This is the Bates Bobcast, a weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we're recapping another strong week for the rowing teams on Lake Quinsigamond in Massachusetts, where both the women and men earned automatic bids to their respective national championship regattas. Plus, the men's track and field team shined at New England's, and we introduce you to a first year who had never heard of the steeplechase before coming to Bates, and now she's one of Bates' best ever in the event. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. <laughs> It's been quite the rookie year at Bates for first-year Olivia Reynolds. First, she helped the women's cross-country team play 16th in the country at the NCAA Championships in the fall. This spring, she's been improving by leaps and bounds in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, placing third in New England last weekend and surging to third place on the Bates all-time performance list in the event. Pretty good for an event she'd never heard of entering this season. Happy to have Olivia Reynolds with us here on the Bobcast, talking some women's track and field, the 3,000 meter steeplechase, and a huge performance for you, Olivia, in the steeplechase this past weekend. Take us through the race there in New England. It was a pretty nice day. I was like a nice, cool temperature, and so I was psyched to run. I was feeling good. Yeah, it was a big, we had 17, maybe a few scratch, but it was supposed to be 17 runners, which was the biggest race I have done in steeplechase yet and so definitely like a lot of people running over each other and trying to navigate that scene but it was good it, it, it was fun I had a good time well yeah your third all-time now the Bates all-time performance list there with your time there of 11 minutes 11.59 seconds did you steeplechase in high school at all you're only a first year here at Bates yeah no um I've just started this year so what's it been like learning that event? Because it's a unique event, right? With water and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so weird. I didn't even know it existed until this year. And I couldn't really like believe it was actually a thing. <laughs> At our first day of water pit, I was like, so just, um, just in such disbelief, honestly. But it's been cool. It's, it's, it's just like, I think it adds like an element of surprise and entertainment um, in like a sport that otherwise can get a little monotonous just like running around a track that's my favorite thing about it yeah it certainly well so what was the process like for you learning it so quickly I guess we kind of were just like all thrown into it this year and that was probably the best way to go about it I think I didn't really have any time to like question whether it was something I wanted to do and um we practiced like the water pit and the barriers like a couple times a week maybe and then Otherwise, it's more just like similar training to other running stuff. But our first meet, like we just I was kind of just like in the mentality of I'll just give it a shot and see how it goes. And it was like this crazy like thunder lightning storm and everybody had to get evacuated halfway through. And somehow I it was like the most fun race I've ever done in my life. And I was like, okay, if this is how steeple is every time I'll stick with it. And that's not how it's been. (laughs) Since, but I've still had fun. So, <laughs> and then Jordan Wilson, your teammate, also set a PR. What's it like uh, competing with her? It's super fun. She like is a great person to have next to me in the race, and it definitely pushes me a lot harder than like I always think I am able to go. And she just like is such a calming presence, and so it means a lot to have her there. And then obviously, you're also on our cross country team. Uh, the, a very successful year for the cross country program. Uh, take us back to that season, if you will, a little bit. I mean, your first semester here at college, you get to go to the NCAA championships. How cool was that? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I definitely didn't expect that for myself. And 
it was fun. There's like a great group of women on the cross country team and it was like super, super hard and just something that like I haven't really experienced this far. Like I haven't pushed my my body to like such a limit before in running. Um, but that was really exciting and to get to to nationals was super fun to be able to do all as a team together. Um, and it definitely like cross country and track have super different energies. And so it's been, it's been nice to feel like I'm, I'm doing the same kind, like type of sport with the same people, but it really is like, looks completely different. And then growing up, when did you first get started running? Um, I started in high school with cross country and, um, I, it was just the only sport my, my school offered. And so I figured I might as well try it. And then I did track one season, but then with COVID, I, I kind of like had, had put, put the track thing to bed until college. Great. And then when you were looking, obviously you're from Maine, from Cumberland. So when you're looking at colleges, uh, what maybe Bates the place for you uh, close by here? I had a bunch of connections. And so I really was able to like dig deep into the Bates experience before I came and just like see what it was really like. And I just like loved visiting and everyone. I, I it was really the people that drew me here. Like I had such a good time meeting new people and they were also like welcoming and it just seemed like a great environment. And then I, we have some other Mainers on the team, like uh, Joe Richardson from Auburn and everything. Did you yeah. compete with her at all in high school when you were younger? I definitely, I competed with a few Mainers. I remember Mary Richardson and I were, we did States together my freshman year when she was a senior in high school. I don't know if I competed with Joe. We might've been in different like zones or whatever, but um, I definitely did compete with some of the main girls on my team before, which is super fun. Your first year here, obviously, you know, your senior year of high school was probably messed up pretty badly by COVID, maybe even your junior year as well, probably, right? So what's it like to get back on like a, a normal competitive and, uh, and, and, and social schedule really here at Bates? Yeah, it's great. I think Bates has done a really good job and our running program really hasn't been messed up too bad. I think just people have been getting COVID intermittently, which has been kind of bummer. But in general, we've been able to keep it all together and keep moving forward, which has been awesome. And I think in high school, just like I loved the main running community and competing in that um, was really special. And I feel like on Bates, I, I get a lot of the same the same benefits and like the same kind of things that I love so much about doing it in high school are still here. And those were all kind of lost during COVID. And so to have to have it come back and to see like familiar faces in in racing against other schools. And yeah, no, it's just been great. Do you see the steeplechase is kind of like kind of you're an out your outdoor event now going forward, you think? Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't tried anything else yet, but I don't <laughs> really want to. Honestly, I have loved steeple. It's it's been just like super fun. And I put a lot less pressure on myself in the steeple than I than I do in other events I think it just like is a lot more about having fun to me than anything else and so I hope I hope to stick with it for sure great well your thoughts so far in your first year here at Bates we haven't got to talk about yet not really I'm I'm pumped short term has been great I'm I'm loving the nicer weather with everybody out and about and it's it's good great well Olivia thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast and congrats again on a great performance there in the steeplechase at New England's thank you so much the men's track and field team show what they could do and fully healthy by placing fourth out of 31 schools at the New England Division Three Outdoor Track and Field Championships over the weekend. Junior Liam Byrne won the hammer throw with a personal best heave of 55.71 meters, and senior captain Liam Evans won the decathlon with a career best total of 6,167 points. Good for sixth best in school history.
Evans, whose twin Garrett is also on the team, joins the Bobcast as our male Bobcat of the week. It's definitely a lot of training uh, and a lot of organization in training. Uh, doing 10 events, uh, I really have to divide my time up to, to train those events and especially train uh, my weaker events to, to improve. Um, so it's a lot of working with the different coaches uh, in all aspects, Coach Kalina, Coach Johnson, and Coach Dumas as well as Coach Art, and I even work with the distance coach, Ellis. So I'm, I'm working with all the coaches. I'm organizing my week to get in in the mornings if I need to throw um, or get in early to, to high jump or hurdle. Uh, so it's definitely a lot of back and forth, and I'm fortunate that uh, I do the decathlon with uh, Evan, who's yeah. my training partner, and so we can kind of coordinate together and get together and do a lot of those things. Terrific. And you're a senior now, but – when you were a first year, you were doing the decathlon. Then we had two years where you didn't get to do it, and now you're doing it again. What's it like to get back into that? It was definitely strange doing my first one um, coming back. Uh, it's a lot of events, and it's pretty demanding on the body. So it, it's very, very weird to get back into that. I was just happy to be back and doing it again. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fun. Uh, you, you spend two days with all the other competitors, and you can you really build relationships, which is – something that's awesome. So it's really nice to get out and compete with those guys, and it's motivating. And take us through um, New England's here this past weekend. Obviously, a career high in points for you in the decathlon. What were some of the events that were working the best for you there over the weekend? Yeah, so, so day one was all right. I was, I was doing well and, you know, very close to my PRs in each event. Um, and I was sitting definitely not first, somewhere in the middle of the pack there. Uh, but we've always said uh, with our coaches, like, we're day two multis, and those are our events, and I was fortunate to get a very good PR in the hurdles uh, and to start the second day off. Uh, moving into some of the events that I'm good at, uh, like the discus and the javelin, and I had a really, really great PR in the pole vault that I, I was very surprised with and, and happy to get. Uh, it's, it's been a work in progress there to – to improve, um, I was very happy with that. Probably no better feeling than when you've cleared that bar and you're coming back down, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you can see it wiggle just a little bit, and you, your uh, your heart's racing there. And then once you get off the mat, you're like, okay, new height. But <laughs> it's definitely crazy. Excellent. Then take us through. I mean, you have a twin brother here, Garrett. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, take us through growing up. Um, that dynamic. I mean, competing with each other and everything, or <laughs> how'd that go? Yeah, we can we can get competitive at times and. We did a lot of the same sports growing up, so uh, definitely competitive with each other, but I think that's uh, definitely helped me because we, while we're competitive, we also get to train together in the off-seasons uh, for our sports here, and you know, he's on the football team, so I'll, I'll pass the ball around with him and do stuff like that over the summers. Uh, so it, it's been it's, it's great, and it's great to have him here uh, to continue to push me. Yeah, speaking of that, when you were looking at colleges, were you both kind of looking together at colleges, or did you both independently arrive at Bates, sort of? Uh, it just kind of happened. We we set out, and everyone asks us that question, yeah. you know. Uh, but we were like, uh, we don't really care if we go to the same school, but if it happens, it happens, and it, and it did, which has been great. So what appealed about Bates to you, being from upstate New York? Um, you know, I was looking for so, so a great academic institution, uh, so obviously it crossed my radar, and I come from a very small town in upstate New York, and I like the, the, the community here, and it kind of fit with me, and uh, I, I talked to 
our head coach, Al Farashidian at the time, and he was great, and I really felt welcomed. And so it, it just ended up being the right fit for me. And when you were growing up, how did you first get into track and field specifically? Um, I, I have uh, three older siblings besides my twin brother, and they had all done track. So it was really just like it's what I was decided I wanted to do, like to run. So Was there competition with them too, or they're a little bit too old for that? They're a little older than yeah. me, but we, <laughs> we always like to compare times with them to see, oh, I just, just broke your record there. <laughs> Excellent. Then, you know, did you know kind of you wanted to do multi-events when you came into college? Not really. I I remember first meeting with uh, Coach Farashidi, and, and he's like, I think you'll be a multi. And I honestly didn't know what that meant at the time, but I was like, I'll do whatever you want. I like, I just like to come and run track. Um, but I can see how it came to be. It, I tried a lot of events in high school, and I'm glad that it happened because I really enjoy uh, getting to do everything because it allows me to uh, meet a lot of other people on the team and interact with everyone, so it's great. Great, and then being a captain, what's that like? Uh, it's it's pretty enjoyable as a captain last year and this year, and it, it's great to be able to sort of mentor the younger people. And it's a strange thing to have them look up to you when you remember being that person and looking up to other captains in the past. Uh, so I definitely try to model myself after people that have been role models to me, and I hope that uh, I can make an impact. And really, I just enjoy being on the team. I don't feel like super special by being captain, but it's it's definitely a responsibility and i try to communicate with coach and and you know keep a good culture on the team great and then you're sixth all time now at bates in the decathlon um what where are you standing in terms of like national and stuff i don't i ha- haven't got a chance to look at the standings and whatnot have you yeah i've definitely looked uh so right now i'm sitting at 20th in the country and 20 20 go to nationals okay uh but there's a lot of move in the next couple of weeks so I think I'll be going to the Open New England meet and doing the decathlon next weekend. So back-to-back decathlons, is that typical or is that a unique uh, challenge for him? I don't, I don't think most people would want to do it, yeah. but uh, you got to do what you got to do. So just rest this week and, and go into it with everything I got. And Open New England, you're up against Division One opponents too, right? Is that got to be pretty exciting for you? Or? I th- it'll be great competition, yeah. so it, it'll definitely motivate me and push me to try to improve. Great, so we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And then, I mean, you mentioned Evan, who you do the decathlon with. What's it like? Because he's a junior, right? What's that dynamic kind of like a little bit more, perhaps? Oh, it's great. We we do, like like I said, we, we're training all the time together. And we're, uh, outside of track, we're always hanging out and eat, grabbing meals together. So he definitely motivates me so much to improve. And having him in competitions is great uh, just because we can bounce off of each other, try to keep it pretty light and enjoy what we're doing at the time, you know, pick each other up. Uh, so it's definitely going to be hard. I don't, I don't th- think he'll be going next week, so it'll, it'll be hard without him mm. uh, just as a supporter and stuff. Right, right. And then the team as a whole obviously battled through some adversity this year, to say the least, right? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I was re- very, very proud of the team going into New England's, uh, you know, Liam Byrne and mm-hmm. these great performers, Ryan Smith, uh, really showed up for the team. And to come from uh, not where we wanted to be in the NESCAC meet because of some some illnesses and injuries, uh, and then go forth in New England is definitely something special. And I, I know Coach was proud, and I was very proud of the guys. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about the decathlon this past weekend or your time at Bates as a whole we haven't got to talk about? I don't have too much else to say. It's just, uh, you know, I'm very proud of our team mm-hmm. to where we've been. And um very thankful to have competed with the people who are who, who have just finished their seasons as seniors 
uh, I've made a lot of some of my best friends on uh, on the track team, and um, definitely proud to have been able to do that with them, and hope to keep moving forward uh, myself competing, and we'll see where we go. Absolutely, Liam Evans, our male bobcat of the week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Speaking of siblings, the rowing teams have a pair who are playing huge roles this year for Bates. On the women's team is junior coxswain Bella Sobolewski, while her brother Sobi is a senior on the men's squad. They compete on the second and first varsity eights, respectively. On Lake Quinsigamond in Worcester, Massachusetts, Bella led her crew to first place in the grand final on Sunday at the National Invitational Rowing Championships, helping Bates secure the combined points trophy between the women and men. The women also won the NESCAC title, securing an automatic bid to the NCAA championships. Bella was an alternate NCAAs last year, but this year she'll get the chance to compete for the first time. And she is our female Bobcat of the Week. We had our heat at 9.20 in the morning, uh, not too early. The, yeah. They wanted to prioritize the, uh, the first varsity eights um, because the wind was, was a big, big issue for us. It was about, uh, you know, between 20, 30 mile an hour winds. It was uh, quite a lot. And as a coxswain, that was definitely something that I was concerned about. Um, thankfully, we had gotten the chance to go out on the course the day before for a practice row get the hang of it, work through the conditions. So I, I felt very confident um, being able to navigate the conditions for our heat. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, I would say the heat, we really we didn't want to underestimate our competition. You know, we always say we want to respect all the crews out there. Um, I think our toughest competition there was Wesleyan, but, you know, we off the line we were able to really just move away from them and – we were able to pretty consistently walk through them, and, um, and it really, we were, we, we, we just stayed calm, and we stayed composed, and we didn't sprint at all. We stayed uh, at a stroke rating of about 34 strokes per minute, which um, is honestly lower than what we're normally racing at for, for pieces. Um, we normally race at about a 36, 37, so... That, that was really great. We were able to get a good distance of open water from Wesleyan. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good piece, and we conserved a little bit for, for the grand final for later on. And speaking of that grand final for later on, was it still super windy out there? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was worse. <laughs> uh, Co- Coach, he sent the coxswains a text. He said, just letting you know they have closed the awards dock. And we're like, okay. So that's a sign that the wind is definitely worse. And our, our, uh, one of our novice coxswains, um, Izzy Beck, she had been telling me because her race was before our grand final. So I was like, oh, how are the conditions out there? She's like, well, I was holding on to the stake boat behind me, which is the platform that mm. we have to back into to get alignment at the start. And, um, yeah, so she was holding on to that, and someone was holding her boat, the stake boat holder, um, so the conditions were definitely worse, but um, regardless, you know, we rode up and we gave ourselves enough time, and thankfully we had no issues like that for our grand final. Um, it was all pretty good. We were in lane four, so we were kind of in the middle of the field there, and um, I think our toughest competition was uh, Wellesley and Tufts. Um, they had gotten faster times than us in the heats, um, but... Uh, yeah, so we were we were able to walk through them as well, and to really just take off in the final 500 meters and just see how much distance we could get from them, and that was an awesome awesome feeling. I remember the last about I don't know 10 strokes or so. I was 
coxing, obviously very aggressively, very into it, and I just smiled at my stroke seat, and she smiled back. <laughs> I think she was on the Bobcast this past week, Genesis yes, Bussy. Right. But um, but yeah, so it was it was just an awesome feeling. <laughs> and then for you as a coxswain, tell us when you were growing up, when did you start doing this? Yeah, so I actually my brother Soby yeah. Soboleski, who's um, on the men's team, he started rowing before I even knew what the sport was. Um, his freshman year of high school and um, he went to an all-boys school I went to the sister all-girls school and we had a team at my school as well and I saw him do it his freshman year so I was a year behind freshman year came for me and I said oh maybe I'll try it too and I actually started out as a rower so I rowed at my high school for three years and um, I wanted to be recruited here to Bates as a rower and I talked to um, an alum here who actually coxed the, um, for the woman a, a number of years ago. And uh, I, I knew her as my coach in high school. And she, I talked to her and I said, oh, you know, I love the sport. I want to be recruited as a rower. And um, I, I just think I'm not physically at the level that Bates is looking at as a rower. So she said, oh, maybe you can think about switching to being a coxswain. So I did that. And I did that my senior year of high school. And I've stuck with it ever since. Who was that coach? Uh, Gabby Bellotta. I believe she okay. graduated in 2014. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. And then, um, did she, what did she tell you about the Bates program? I mean, did you ask her a lot of questions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was my novice coach in high school, so she's the one who taught me how to row. She yeah. taught me everything I know. And it's interesting because I think I see a lot of parallels with what she taught me and, and the just the, the, the standard that I think rowers hold themselves to, especially on, on this team, on the Bates team. Um, and I, I kind of felt the same thing in high school and um, that she had been a part of the program when Bates was consistently runner-up to Williams. So that was, you know, it's, it's really cool to see how things have changed over, over the course of the years um, and kind of how the rival, rivalry shift over time. Certainly. So what was the transition like for you going from a rower to Cox? I mean, what was the first thing you had to learn? Yeah, so I would say the biggest thing was steering. Mm. Um, my Another coach in high school, um, she didn't go here to Bates, but she was a coxswain herself. So she taught me a lot of what I know um, and coxing. I, I, I think, yeah, steering was just the main thing and making sure that, you know, when I'm on the rudder, meaning, you know, when I'm actually steering, that I don't make, you know, big adjustments with my hands or else the rowers will feel that and something as small as you know moving my hands when the rowers are you know driving with their legs and not when they're moving up the slide on the recovery so that the boat will not you know um, tilt to one side or the other if you will they won't go offset so I think some of those things were probably the hardest things to learn and then of course just multitasking <laughs> So but. when it was windy like it was there on Sunday, does that make the steering, keeping the boat kind of level more challenging? Or Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, we experienced quite a strong wind from our port side. So um, it, was a, it was a tailwind going down the course, which is very helpful right. because that makes us move faster. But it was coming out of our, from our port side, and that was, it was just gusts of wind coming from, from that side. And so for my steering I would be steering more towards port so that I would kind of push against the wind so it wouldn't make us veer into the other lanes on on my right side um, 
but yeah, I would say for the most part, that was okay. It was just at the, at the start on the stake boats, we have to make sure that we're, you know, consistently sculling my, my two seat hope stamp. She had to consistently scull her oar around or rather the oar of my bow seat, Daria Lee, but she had to keep sculling that oar to make sure that my point was in the direct place for, for the start. So that, those were the main things for, for the wind, yeah. Interesting, you mentioned that you wanted to come to Bates um, initially as a rower and realized Cox might be the way to go. Is that because your older brother was going to Bates yeah. <laughs> or is that a, a decision you'd made totally separate from him maybe? Yeah, it's funny, a lot of people ask that. Um, <laughs> But we went on a whole NESCAC tour, mm -hmm. you could say, New England schools, things like that, um, when we were both in high school. And we came to Bates in the summer. We, of course, did the traditional, like, Colby Bates Bowden tours, and we both really liked Bates. I knew about it before he did just because I had my novice coach in high school, my freshman coach, go here, and be, she was on the team. So I kind of knew a little bit about it. And um, I, I came here. We had our tour. And I, I fell in love with it, so did he. And he applied first, of course, and did all of that. Um, and we are very close as siblings, so I, I, it really it, it appealed to me to go to school together and to have someone um, who's, you know, we are both so far from home, so to have someone here is, is nice. Great, and then, um, I mean, the 2V seems like it's been pretty consistent throughout the year in terms of who's in the boat, so what's that dynamic like with this group? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we were in the same lineup as we were for last weekend at NERCs, and um, I think that was really a good decision that that we kind of, I you know, I chatted with co our coach a little bit about, you know, the situation of, like, the lineups and all of that um, because sometimes I do ch shift and change especially with COVID people getting sick and then coming back um, but it was a, a solid decision that we had to, to keep the lineup the same it was consistent it was strong last weekend and I mean even stronger this weekend I would say you know we we just we felt like um, we have had so much time to really click and mesh um, so I'm, I'm really excited for what's to come for us. Yeah. You touched on the rivalry historically with Williams and stuff. Mm -hmm. This year appears to be Bates-Wellesley. <laughs> yes. I mean, this has been a battle with the 1V and with the 2V as we saw yeah. this past weekend. So what's the battle with Wellesley like this year? Yeah, for sure. So um, in the beginning of our season, in the 2V specifically, uh, we had been losing to Wellesley. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we do have the tradition of betting tees where you know the the losing crews will give the winning crew their t-shirt and you know you go over to them and you shake their hand or you you know do you introduce yourself and you chat with them and i think it was a little hard at first we, we would always try to be our bright happy selves and you know never be a sore loser at all coach definitely um instills that in us but um it was hard at first you know to to have that consistently be the case and we did get faster over time and you know we saw our margins get smaller between them um and when it finally came time for for us last weekend and then um just like yesterday um it was nice to kind of have that reversed and you know still be very gracious and very um kind to our competitors but um yeah it's 
it's really cool to just see and even some people are like you know on the team they're they're so great on Wellesley's team they're like great job yeah it's so exciting how you guys are doing so great you know and oh you guys are wonderful so it's it's just it's really nice and it's um gonna be really exciting for the 1b as well um because it was just a second difference for them in the grand final between them and Wellesley so come come NCAAs it'll be quite a fight to watch <laughs> well and speaking of that last year as a sophomore if I'm not mistaken you were an alternate coach yes. in NCAAs right and yes. obviously the previous years there, there was no NCAA so how excited are you to actually be able to participate this year yes. at nationals very very excited yeah. for sure getting that taste of it last year was was awesome and um just to to be a part of it and to see you know kind of the all the work that we've done since the fall and even before in the summer too has you know led up to that one moment um and all the moments before then as well are important but i think the the summit of the mountain if you will is that ncaa moment and so to to be able to actually be on the course this year will be will be a really great feeling um and i'm i'm just very appreciative and very grateful to be going um hopefully you know so i think That'll be that'll be great. And the two V has quite the tradition at NCAA's. I know overall the team has won four straight, but the two V I think has won. I don't have it on top of my head, but seven or eight in a row gold medals. What's that like to be part of that tradition? The two V. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely something I've talked about with our coach before. You know, he um, and and I think it was in February, if I'm not mistaken, we talked about that. You know, the history of the two V and. You know, I'm the one driving that boat, and so that is a lot to carry sometimes. Thinking about, oh, I don't, I don't want to let you know people down, but it's, I, I know it's not all on you know me as a coxswain to lead the crew, or it's not all on the rowers, or you know, it's it's a collective effort, all of us together, and um, you know, I think we'll we'll have to just do our thing and and hopefully do it again. You know, I think. We've had a very successful past couple of weekends, and so hopefully that trend will continue. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to, to do it again, fingers crossed. All right, Bella, thank you so much for joining the Bobcats. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Sobi Soboleski rose in the seventh seat for the men's first varsity eight. The Bobcats were the second fastest NESCAT crew in Sunday's grand final, earning automatic bid to the IRA National Championship Regatta. He joins the Bobcast to talk about his crew as they prepare to train this month to chase down Williams in early June at IRAs. Well, Sobe, first of all, for the men's team, it must have been nice to have a pretty much fully healthy first varsity eight. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say it's a, a nice experience to a big regatta to have the varsity eight back healthy, actually having some water time. Um, and I think it really showed across the entire team for that matter. We had a really healthy team back ready to perform and, I'd say across the board, we had a very successful regatta. I was going to say, I talked to um, you know to your sister and, and head coach Peter Steenster about the conditions. They were nuts, weren't they? The wind and everything? Yeah, they were crazy. They were about, I think yesterday, they were like 16, 17 miles an hour out of the northeast. And just on Lake Quinsigamon, that's pretty normal. And here on the Skog, we train in conditions probably the same, if not a bit more extreme. So... And essentially, it was just another practice for us. I mean, the whole experience was trying to practice better than the competition. And then, um, speaking of the competition, obviously, you wanted to get that auto bid. So when the grand final came around, was the was the focus more on beating Tufts than necessarily trying to chase down Williams? Or what was your thoughts about that? 
Yeah, so going into the regatta, going into the grand final, our focus was on Hobart and Tufts, mm. but specifically Tufts. Yeah. Because we were in lane two, Hobart was in lane one on our starboard side, and Tufts was in lane three on our port side. And just throughout the whole regatta, throughout the race specifically, you know, coach told Brady, our coxswain, just focus on Tufts. Mm. You just want to get your bow ahead of Tufts. Yeah. And, you know, in the last quarter of the race, last 400 meters, we were walking through them and, you know, Brady put the pedal down and we just zoomed right past him. And it was, uh, it was a good feeling to have. And now, of course, you got the auto bid to the D3 race where you'll get to clash with Williams, possibly Tufts again if they get in at yep. large. So what are your thoughts on kind of the training it's going to take to possibly catch Williams in a couple of weeks here? Well, I don't think we have to reinvent the wheel. I right. think it's pretty standard. You know, a lot of it comes from coach's experience. He's been coaching for a long time. So a lot of us have trusted coach and just the ability he has to find speed as we progress throughout these next few weeks. I mean, we've only had three days in the lineup that race yesterday, and we were able to be five seconds off Williams in comparison to last weekend where we were about 13 seconds off. Granted, we were racing a much slower lineup, but – I think it just goes to show how quickly we can gain speed. And I think the added benefit of rowing in short term in comparison to our competition adds another edge to another edge to, to us, basically. Terrific. And then um, having your younger sister here, what's that dynamic like? I know she's a year younger, right? Yeah, yeah she's about, I think, like 18 months younger than me. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly really nice having her here because she's a very grounding person. And it is nice being able to grab a meal with her and just vent about team dynamics or just academics or whatever. But um, I respect her a lot. She does a really fine job coxing, and um, she or has she has earned the respect of her crewmates and everyone else's respect for that matter. And she's a very successful coxswain. And I think, you know, for at least the time being, Bates Rowing is in good hands with her driving a boat. Certainly. And then she mentioned that, she actually was aware of Bates before you were, kind of. So take us through the college search process for you. <laughs> Specifically for me, um, I didn't really think about coming to Bates. I went to my college counselor in high school, and I said, I want to go to a place far from home because I'm from outside Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and I wanted to go to some place far north that was cold and that was a small liberal arts experience. Mm-hmm. And so – my college counselor provided me with a list of schools. You know, he said, these are your foundational schools, these are your target schools, and these are your reach schools. Mm. And Bates was a reach school for me. Mm. So I applied, early decision. I actually went on an official visit here, and I got to meet the class of 2018, you know, got to meet all, you know, witness the, the hard work they put in, sure. um, at least a, a, a snapshot of that. And um, I knew in that moment, on that, that weekend, that I really wanted to come to Bates. And um, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, seeing them compete in IRAs for the first time in program history, that must have been pretty cool for you as a prospective student, right? Yeah, it was. And seeing them, like, be the first Bates crew to beat Hobart, for example, at NIRCs and being able to replicate that result, although not win it, but still beat Hobart is really symbolic for Bates rowing. Um, And it was really just a culmination of four years. And seeing that the hard work that class put in see itself all the way through to hopefully another division or the first Division Three title for the men's team would be really really something and then your class in particular obviously you, you have a strong senior class in this first varsity boat right it's a it's a group that's been together quite a bit yeah we've been together a good bit but it is funny though because we haven't been together for as long you know obviously given the pandemic sure. but i think given that experience of not being able to row 
our sophomore year and our, in our junior year, well, really our sophomore year, our junior year, but that was a whole other experience I'm not going to get into. <laughs> a little but, different, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, having less time than what would be considered a normal experience, I think speaks to us having the commitment to train hard, the commitment to row well, and I think first and foremost, the commitment to each other that we care about each other and that we're willing to trust each other. And I think that showed in yesterday's result. Terrific. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about NIRCs we haven't talked about yet? No, I think across the board, Bates Rowing put up a really good show, and I think it's going to be a good next couple of weeks. Yeah, it should be fun. Looking forward to IRAs for the men here coming up in early June. First ever D3 race. Soby, thanks so much for joining the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much, Aaron. Have a good one. And now, for a complete overview of the championship weekend for Bates Rowing, here's head coach Peter Steenstra. Well, Coach, I understand the conditions were not ideal for rowing at the NIRCs this past Sunday, but take us through how the regatta kind of went from your perspective, how your um, rowers were able to adjust to it. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty stiff breeze out of the east-northeast, which which turns it into like a, a quartering tailwind, right? So that's why the lanes were flipped from one side of the race course to the other. Uh, normally, it's loaded from lane one, uh, sort of like priority or higher ranked crews and then the lower ranked crews are on six but this was the other way around which is why a lot of the Bates crews were had bound numbers of six five and four um so the slightly favored side of the course was over there on that uh, eastern side a little bit more protected so it was kind of flat but that wind really kind of howled around a lot ended up spinning in lots of different directions and created a pretty pretty good um chop along the race course, particularly in the second half. Um, but uh, I would say the, the wind caused most of its, its damage down at the tents where, the, where the, the parents had put together a huge feast for us and they were scrambling to keep the tent in place and to uh, keep the dust and whatnot out of the food. But yeah, it was, uh, it was challenging conditions, but very manageable. And then let's take us through, uh, first of all, the women's first bar C8. Um, they had the final grand final, if you will, of the day there. Um, Ithaca College, a team we knew was going to be strong coming in uh, based on what they did last year at NCAAs, ended up actually winning that race. Wellesley was second, Bates was third, but Bates was top among NESCAC teams. So another NESCAC title for the Bobcats. Take us through how that race went from your perspective. Obviously, Ithaca being all the way over in lane one, it sounded like yeah. they were in front from the beginning and never let down, I guess. Yeah, no, they they really uh, exploded. They blasted off from the starting line. They, I was told by someone that was down there at the Donahue Rowing Center that they had a full-length lead, you know, maybe 200 meters into the race. So they really, really just completely jumped off the line, you know impressive way so that's you know that's great for them and then the fields just spent its time reeling them in throughout the entire the entire race course um but yeah that was tight you know six one hundredths of a second between Ithaca and Wellesley and then uh, four four or six tenths back to us from that point so it was a really really competitive race you know I think Ithaca's game plan was this quartering tailwind is a little more tail than quarter so they uh, they really took advantage of that tailwind, especially way out there on that on that far lane, and uh, just decided that we'd better just get out in front and then hold on for dear life, and and it worked out for them. They they really did a good job. How'd you evaluate uh, the the one bees the one bees performance for Bates from your perspective? Oh, they they rode uh, excellently. You know, they really did a good job coming off the line faster than than they have in previous weeks. Um, so I was quite pleased with them and, 
you know, our typical style of the race course or of the, the racing sort of script is to have a very, very strong second half. And they, they did that as, as they would have in any other racing experience. I think um, just that the way that the course set itself up, um, there was a little bit of an advantage on that outside from the middle of the course out. And Wellesley was in the middle in lane four and then Ithaca was over there in one. And we were, um, we were kind of sheltered in, in flatter water, but uh, water that wasn't really moving as well for us. So I think they, they did a great job. And uh, if anything, this is just gonna feed their, their desire over the next couple of weeks to, to do more and get prepared for Sarasota. Well, it definitely sets up some intrigue for NCAAs this year. I mean, this 1V race into NCAAs could go any, any direction, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting. And with uh, Wellesley 2V being fairly close to us in that, that category, um, the points are really going to be an interesting thing to sort out once we get to, to Sarasota. But that stuff aside, that's not really what we're thinking about when we're on the course. And it's just a matter of trying to get the best, best possible finish we can. And then for the men, uh, they got the automatic bid to IRAs. I know they were uh, talked with Stephen Sparks last week on the podcast, mentioned they were confident they could overtake Tufts this week, and they did exactly that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was that was a pretty exciting race. Um, to begin with, we had a real challenge in the heat. We had a very tough heat, having Williams, the top ranked crew, and then Michigan, which is this you know powerhouse club out of the Midwest, and and they've always been a very very good program. So to get ahead of them uh, with just a whatever a few tenths of a second ahead of them in that heat it was a great test uh, by our guys a huge challenge and they they uh they enjoyed doing that race and they came out on top which put them into the grand finals and so once they were there the you know they created this opportunity for themselves to then go after that tough group because that's really what needed to happen they needed to finish um top two in the NESCAC in order to claim that that aq spot um that array might it might take a third out of NESCAC. There's a chance that Tufts is going to go anyway, but we just wanted to remove all doubt and make sure that we knew that uh, we were putting things into our own hands instead of leaving it up to chance. Yeah, certainly. And then the, the IRAs this year, we've talked about before, but there's a D3 race. You just touched mm -hmm. on it. Um, Bates has an automatic bid now, top two in the conference. We don't know who's exactly going to be in that race till two, till tomorrow. We're talking on Monday till, till Tuesday. But um is it just the one V going or is there going to be opportunity for other Bates boats uh, for the men's side? Yeah, we're going to treat it, you know, right online with what the women get to do with NCAA. So they're going to take a one V and a two V. Um, so a travel roster of 21, which gives us two eights, two coxswains, two spare rowers and one spare coxswain, just so that we can go down there and be ready for almost any scenario. Um, but yeah, we're going to have the, the varsity eight racing in that D three event. And then the, the second varsity will be racing in the general IRA event. So they'll be, uh, they'll be in there going after the big kids and, and that'll be a, a really good experience a fun thing for them. But this is the idea behind this is it's the initial step toward having a legitimate division three level championship, similar to that of the NCAAs. Um, and quite frankly, in the hopes of one day NCAA, um, taking on men's rowing as a sanctioned sport. So if this is already in place and this is helping to attract more division three institutions, then, then it's a, a quick and easy switch for NCAA to take it on. So that's kind of a long-term plan then it sounds like. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, well, <laughs> there, there is, there's stuff in the works at the moment, like the Pac-12 conference has put something forward in order to essentially apply once again, but it's, uh, yeah, it's underway. Yeah, people may not know listening to this that yeah, men's rowing is not NCAA sport. So IRAs is kind of the pinnacle of of that yeah. for collegiate rowing. Um, you know, obviously the guys got to go last year, but it was totally different, right? I mean, it probably wasn't uh, any comparable. Last year, yeah, yeah. The difference with last year was that because of uh, pandemic and so many uh, limitations that schools had, institutions. Some of them didn't allow them to go. So like Ivy League institutions couldn't go unless you were within a certain mile. There were all kinds of things going on. So the IRA just opened the doors up, said anyone who wants to come, you can come. And uh, the reason was to just provide opportunity, right? Um, so it, even though it was a legitimate national championship, um, the, the, the need to qualify kind of got set aside. And we just, they just did their part to make sure the ruling was happening. Great. And then um, in terms of this past Sunday, obviously the points trophy, that's a big deal. I mean, the men and women yeah. combined won it. I mean, when did you kind of realize that was going to happen? I mean, as the races went along throughout the day or did you kind of find out afterwards? <laughs> I, I was not keeping track of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it, the, one of the regatta organizers walked up to me as we were packing up the trailer and handed me a box with a big trophy in it. I, <laughs> hey, this is terrific. Thank you. <laughs> But it's a, it, it says a lot about the program as a whole. We had a lot of, we got everyone back online because last weekend we had a bunch of guys out. So having everyone back and being able to field all of the crews, we had seven eights and two fours racing. So um, yeah, it, it just, it's very satisfying to have that, knowing that there are other big programs out there that typically get this, uh, this award as well. Um, so it was, it was great. I, I, I bet the men are pretty excited to try to chase down uh, Williams with these, with their training their next few weeks before IRAs, right? Is that kind of exactly. what? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those, like, we're going to this thing to try to win it. That's the whole point of a race like this one. We've already seen Williams two or three times at this point. Um, and we keep kind of creeping a little bit closer, like we've done in so many other ways over the years. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the goal is to be able to do that. Certainly. And then, um, I mean, in terms of training now, what's, what's training going to look like um, between now and NCAAs for the women and then IRAs a little bit later for the men? Yeah, this the first week. Uh, so for the, the women, we have two weeks here and then we're traveling on following Tuesday. The men, we have three weeks here and then we're traveling following Wednesday. So we'll take advantage on this first the first half of this, you know, so this first week for the women, we're going to put in a lot of miles, a lot of um, a lot of that effort. We're also going to kind of break the crews down a little bit and maybe put in some comparisons. Um, that 2V, of course, has a lot of speed. And so we want to see if there's someone in there who can contribute to the 1V and, and make that boat a little bit faster. Um, and of course, our 3V is, you know, they also won the race uh, yesterday by a healthy margin. So you know that there's a lot of speed down there. So maybe we take a look at that and, and see if there's something that can't be added to the 2V. So that's the process will take um and, and so this will be a good hard week of work for both programs and maybe get in a couple morning sessions um and just get them get them ready to race great well any other thoughts you want to share about nirc's we haven't even talked about yet no i'm just so pleased with the performance of the entire program from top to bottom the uh their ability to be flexible their ability to adjust to whatever is happening whether it's flipping of lanes or changing of the schedule or uh, people 
moving because of COVID or coming back because of illness, you know, they're, they're back, they're able to get back into it. And, and everyone's really rolled with the stuff and, and they performed at a really high level, no matter what the conditions were. So just happy to be a part of this group. In other Bates athletics news from the past week, the baseball team fell eight to four of Southern Maine to wrap up their season. And the women's tennis team dropped their quarterfinal match in the NASCAC tournament to the eventual conference champion, Wesleyan. And next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll catch up with both track and field head coaches as the Bobcats make final pushes for NCAAs. Down the stretch of spring sports we go on the Bates Bobcast.